Welcome to the Simple Steps Podcast, the show for overwhelmed women ready to tackle their habits. We know you've struggled to maintain habits in the past. You know what you want to do, but it just doesn't stick. We are your hosts, Michelle and Lisa, Christian women and coaches in the health and wellness field. Each week, we will break it down and give you one simple step. Welcome to episode 11 of the podcast. So we are excited to focus two of our episodes at Simple Steps for the Whole You podcast on adoption as November is National Adoption Month. Last week, Lisa and I shared our connections to adoption as well as some simple ways to support adoption. And I think after you listen today, you'll want to go back and listen to those. But did you know that about 400,000 kids are in foster care nationally? And I'm here today with Lisa, of course, and her friend Jen. Hi. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So Jen is um, someone who we might consider somewhat of an expert on fostering and adoption. She might disagree, but I think with her credentials, (laughs) you'll say yeah. Yeah. So, um, So I love the phrase that Jen uses to describe herself as an advocate for the orphan. I'm going to try to pronounce her last name, Jen Avi, Avin, Avianetta, yes, something like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she is an advocate for the orphan. She's traveled internationally. She speaks passionately and advocates unapologetically for the most broken in society. She's been married 30 years, and she and her husband currently have eight children and have been foster parents for nearly 18 years. So Jen's an author of Faith Rising, a 14-day challenge to greater faith and the five-minute feelings journal for kids and teens. Her blog, Rich Faith Rising, was started in 2011, and we will link to that um, in our show notes as well. She's also written for several magazines, and I just met her and already love her, and I know you guys are going to really appreciate this uh, interview as I turn it over to Lisa, because Lisa... And Jen have been friends, as they will explain. Yeah, welcome, Jen. So glad you're here. Oh, thank you, Lisa. It's an honor to be here. So Jen and I met almost about 13, 13, 14 years ago. We're not quite entirely sure, right around there. And um, we met because I had the privilege of being her daughter's preschool teacher. Um, Her daughter's now a senior, so no, I'm I'm not getting older. Michelle tried to accuse me of getting old, but I'm I'm not. It's not happening. Um, But we quickly connected after I told her one day when she came to pick up her daughter that we had had a fire drill and her sweet daughter wanted to sing (laughs) Jesus Loves Me when we were all sitting in a little circle like huddled down. Um, She asked, can we sing Jesus Loves Me? And I said, yes, we can. So when Jen picked her up, we discovered that we both love Jesus and we both had adopted children. So we just connected right away in that way. And you will find that Jen has so much practical experience to share about fostering and adopting. And so last night and over the last week, I've been looking at her YouTube channel that you're going to want to check out. She has titles such as 10 Tips to Help Your Kids Cope When a Foster Child Leaves, 5 Things I Wish I Would Have Done as a Foster Parent, and 7 Surprisingly Good Things About Foster Care. And of course, we'll link to her YouTube channel in the show notes for sure. But um, I know you're going to find it helpful and encouraging. So Jen, 
how did you come by all this experience <laughs> and knowledge that you share so beautifully with everybody else? How do you, oh, how did thanks, you come by Lisa. that? No, thank you, Lisa. Um, I believe I was about 35 years old and, you know, I had this what some people may think is an ideal life. I had this white house on a hill with a white picket fence. You know, my older kids were going to private school and all this free time and something just was not right. Like mm -hmm. I knew that there was something more that we were called to do. And so that was kind of when we took this leap into this call of foster care and mm -hmm. eventually adoption. Hmm. So 35 years old, things were looking, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, and just thinking about that stability, like you, you had some stability, it sounds like that's the word I was thinking right. of when you were talking about like the white house on the hill and the kids were in school and Absolutely. here we go. And then God said, we're going to shake things up. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. There was a big shift in my heart for sure. Um, to this idea that I think at that time I thought, okay, to be a good person, to be a good Christian, I just add on things in my life. You know, mm -hmm. I help more at Sunday school. I mm -hmm. go on more missions trips, and, and then I'm going to feel whole, and then I'm going to feel peace. And God really shook me. It was about a three-year period where um, God was like, mm, I think you've missed it <laughs> or you've never learned it along the way that, you know, really the call to me is the call to die to yourself and to surrender who you are and to really go as I lead you. And um, so that, yeah, that was really the process of stepping into foster care, knowing that it wasn't going to be easy, but it was going to be this, um, you know, this opportunity to grow closer to him and to um, really learn about what it meant to be really my authentic self in union with a God who was trustworthy to lead. Mm. Okay. So at that time when you were called, um, was it, a, did you know it was a calling to foster or was it a calling to adopt? Was it a calling to just something about kids? Like what would, what did that look like? Yeah, um, we originally fostered kittens because um, <laughs> we, we okay. just started homeschooling. I didn't say humans, I guess. Didn't <laughs> right. I? Yeah, okay, so kittens, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> we originally, yeah, we started homeschooling our kids and we're like, okay, let's give a, give a project to kind of teach them about helping others. And hmm. um, so we started fostering kittens and we're like, okay, we did okay. We kept all the kittens alive. <laughs> we can do this, yeah. You know, um, yeah, and so from there, um, there was a, a friend of mine who had another friend that there was an opportunity to foster her little girl. Her name was Hope. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of started this process of, okay, there's a need. We're capable of filling it. We don't have the time and the energy um, to fill it. And so we really took a leap of faith to start getting our license for this little girl. We ended up not fostering her um, particularly, um, okay. however, that was just kind of the door I believe that God used to say yes to other kids that came into our home. Hmm. Isn't it amazing that her name was Hope too? I and like, you know. <laughs> love that you caught that, Lisa, because yeah. I, I really agree. Like, yes, every hmm. every single child along this way, the way, really, that has been our prayer for them that there would be a hope that would be hmm. sustaining and lasting in their lives. And I so I it. do. I think that's super significant. Yeah, for sure. Boy, I keep. I already am hearing like themes where you think something is going to go. Like you're you're in your White House on the hill. Didn't yeah. go that way. You're adopting or you're fostering kittens, yeah, and then you're gonna exactly. foster hope. But nope, it's not that nope, either. Something else. Yeah. yeah exactly. Wow. So did all like what did you learn in all of those pivots? Yeah. <laughs> what are some things you learned? That really like the wisdom of man is foolishness <laughs> to God. Like our plans are not His plans. Mm -hmm. His ways are so much higher than ours. Mm -hmm. And it really, I think us too um 
you know, to just go by day, day by day and just to trust like in the moment, okay, God, what do you have for us? And what does that look like? And then to abandon that, because of course, like you run into so many dead ends when you do what you think you're called to do, you know, quote unquote. And, um, so yeah, just that trusting. And then, I mean, it's taken a while Mm -hmm. even today, right? Okay. God, what does this look like? And really you're in charge of our journey as foster parents. We're just as individuals. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of trust involved there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So, um, so it's been some time you've done this for a while now and you were saying, um, you aren't entirely sure how many kids have come through your home, but around, yeah, around 30 something, around 30, 30? I would say, um, Mm -hmm. just, we tend to be a home, um, that we take individual kids one or two and take them longer Mm -hmm. period just because um, there is something so beautiful about seeing the transformation over time Mm. that often does take a year or two uh, to see develop in these kids. And so, um, that is our goal and two to not compromise our original family. We have two older biological Mm -hmm. children and we just really wanted to prioritize, you know, their upbringing and their life and our marriage and, um, just the core of our, our home and then bring in kids. And then it just has gotten to a point where, you know, now there's lots of kids, but (laughs) that was our original goal. Okay. To keep kids as long as you could kind of thing long-term. Yes. Yes. I love how you use that phrase transformation over time, because I was thinking about that as far as when you would have kids for a couple of years at a time, what were some of the things that you feel you and your husband, even your kids like poured into them to see that transformation Mm. over time? Mm. Throw you on the spot with that question, but no, no, (laughs) that's good. I think the biggest thing is just connection and consistency. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of education and tools uh, for foster parents, but really um, what we've seen is just giving kids a safe space, letting them just be kids, letting them laugh and play and ride bikes and, you know, feed the chickens and, you know, just day-to-day things to where they know what to predict, what's coming next. They know that they're loved unconditionally, that they don't need to perform, they don't need to behave bad to get attention, and just that there's people there for him. Them. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know that there's anything really big or significant. It's just giving a child really a safe place. Um, I think, and just really the grace of God that, you know, we see these kids change over time and it's so, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that does sound big though. Honestly, like thinking about what a lot of the kids probably have gone through, probably the exact opposite of everything you said, you mentioned connection, consistency, safety, Mm predictability, letting them be kids, getting attention from you just for being there, not for acting out, probably the exact opposite of what they'd experienced. So getting that um, love, right? Just that, that, um, that consistent love from you guys, and you got to see transformations. Can you, um, without, you know, going into a kid's story or anything like that, of course, but like just share some transformations that you've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I'm, Really, so many. I mean, it would be a long podcast. Yes, right. <laughs> um, so, so many. Um, you know, we, we have kids that come in and, you know, they're terrified of dark or they're terrified mm. of the lightning and maybe they rock or they scream mm. <laughs> or mm. they bite or they, you know, they um, they just have behaviors connected and, and really triggered by different environments around them. Yeah. And you just see them grow and you see them start to become kids mm. and you start to see them be able to verbalize what their needs are, good or bad. Mm. Um, and it's just it's just a beautiful 
beautiful picture of grace to see kids transform. It's something so simple as just being in a home with family. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine that verbalizing their needs would be mm-hmm. a big one, that they would identify <laughs> when yes, I need something absolutely. and I get to say it to the right. safe person in my life. Like, yes, right? and I'm going to be safe in saying that for sure. Yeah, yes. boy, that just it gives me goosebumps thinking oh. about what that would do to a child, like mm-hmm. long-term, you know, just long-term yes. for them to know that they're seen and they're right. heard. And, yeah, yeah. Right. and I think most of us like who come from, you know, healthy homes, we take that for granted. We don't even understand what it's like to be in a home, you know, to where maybe they got, you know, hit in the head or yeah. where they were hurt or abused or, or didn't get a meal. That's a big one too, where kids mm-hmm. come in and have been neglected and haven't eaten for days on end. And they, you know, will ravish the whole plate and have two man-sized plates of food because they're just not sure when they're going to get their next meal. And yeah. so things that we take for granted and, yeah, you know, these kids just value and they, they're just desperate for. And right. So right. it's so easy to meet that because, <laughs> right, because day to you, day. That's, because you have it yeah, to give. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Well, that brings me to my next question. Thinking about these um, special kids that you get to take care of, um, they need a lot, right? Mm. They, they require a lot of you. So how do you stay <laughs> filled yeah. up and able to give? Yeah, um, that's a great question, Lisa. <laughs> it is really a moment by moment. I mean, it really mm. comes to being on my knees on the floor in my room and asking God for strength, this moment by moment dependency on him to trust that when he's going to be there tomorrow, whatever that looks like, but also that he's there right there in that moment. And so, of course, a lot of scripture reading, a lot of worship, a lot of just daily conversations in my head, like, God, this is tough. God, I can't do this. God, I need your strength, you know, mm. or just um, I make these little sing songs with verses. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I just will kind of sing that throughout my day. And mm. um, so just that moment by moment dependency. Um, but, you know, he's so good because he never fails and he always shows up. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful. It just makes me love him so much more. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. oh, I love that. You mentioned that because she knows that our our topics tend to be around habits and steps and things like that, that you had looked up what does habit mean? What did you, do you yeah, remember what you said? I do, yeah. Okay. A habit is a, a, a usual way of behaving, uh, something that a person does often in a regular or a repeated way. Okay, I love that. So thinking about you, talking about your moment-by-moment moment dependency and your scripture and worship and things like that, even like mm-hmm. sing-songing verses and things like that, <laughs> yes. it might not look like um, you sitting down for an hour in the morning at a scheduled time and, you know, yes. all the things, you know, coming together all at once, but right. but that day-by-day day regular mm-hmm. practice, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's just so normal. It's mm-hmm. not something that... You know, I would love to have three hours just uninterrupted. Let me study scripture. Right. Um, which I do. You know, there's times where God just leads you to do that. Uh-huh. But, yeah, mm-hmm. more more the, a daily, just a daily walk and talk with him. Yeah. Um, has become a habit, Lisa. So okay. For sure. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's become a habit. And I love how you've worked it in where it's your way, like with mm-hmm. the songs maybe. Or is, yeah. is that kind of a, <laughs> yes, a, yeah. a theme for you is liking songs and things like that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, the radio, just whatever way that 
I can be filled up with scripture, with truth, and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, bring it on, because I need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So as we teach about habits and things like that, is there, like, something that you ever can identify that brings you to do that? Like, we talk about the cue and things like that, um, you know, triggering that need or that... Um, you know, stepping into doing that habit. Is there mm. anything that you can identify like that? Yeah, I think just the, the really the struggles throughout the day have been just kind of like it's more out of desperation and a need to is, is really how it started, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, this, okay, I cannot do this medical appointment or I cannot, mm. you know, deal with a child that maybe is sick or, you know, having severe needs or behaviors. And it came out of just really desperation. Mm. Like, okay, God, I cannot. I, I physically, emotionally cannot Um, handle what's before me and so it started out there but it has become really more and more just a a daily habit um to where it's really not even conscious it's just my kids will laugh because I'm I'm singing bible verses yeah yeah in the midst of everything yeah Yeah. here we go yeah Yeah. or there goes mom she's singing again yeah (laughs) yeah oh I love that so yeah I guess that would be really just a habit yeah day to day where you see the you feel the need the struggle the desperation and then you know that when I do this it meets that need yeah absolutely Yeah. yeah so I'm thinking about um Either, like, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a mom that has adopted a child or fostering a child, but a new mom even that might be struggling and, and thinking back to maybe before you had found that, that this is what works for me, you know. I mean, I know for myself, I remember um, really having to adjust many times with parenting, with my, like, having my ideal, that I've got my yes. my, <laughs> my setup in the morning and this is going to happen, and then mm. two minutes into it, someone's knocking on my door, yeah. like, nope. <laughs> This isn't happening today, you know, yes. I'm, I'm sure every parent can relate to that. So yes. um, what would you, do you have any suggestions, maybe even like thinking back to before you realized that you had this available to you anytime? Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. No, I would just say own every moment and, mm. and just that God gives you to have an opportunity to be with him because at the end of the day, you know, there's so many things that promise they're going to give you strength or they're going to give you hope or they're going to encourage you. But at the end of the day, really, there's nobody like Christ. And so um, there has been times when we haven't had six kids and special needs kids still in our home yeah. to where I would. I'd wake up at five o'clock in the morning and just dig into scripture, you know, for yeah. two hours. And I'm um, just the, making the most of every moment and to know, I think, that conscious idea that at the end of the day, we're not in control, that we don't know what tomorrow brings and um, that there is hope and and he gives you joy, right? When yeah. we connect with him, that's something that we can't attain apart from him. Yeah. Um, and that's just a beautiful thing. It makes you more and more addicted to wanting to be in his presence and be where mm-hmm. he is and mm-hmm. grab a hold of that strength. Mm-hmm. Okay. So really experiencing it, like trying out these things and, and experiencing its power, God's power. Yes, in, absolutely. In the struggle. Yeah. Okay, so jumping more towards the kids. So I have a question for you with that. So how have you used habits with your kids? And how has that impacted them or your family? Uh, yeah, um, really like with our kids, our biggest priorities are really to connect with them and show respect to them. And so what that looks like is in the morning, my kids will wake up and we'll stick them on our lap, like each one of them, and just sit and cuddle with them and listen to them and have those first precious moments together mm-hmm. one-on-one and really prioritize that connection mm-hmm. before we get our day started. 
Um, and then when it comes to respect is to really respect who each child is individually, their uniquenesses, their opinions, you know, their, uh, what they have to say, um, their time or if they need space. And so that really is a big mm. one. And um, how I see that affect our family is that then I've seen our kids, especially our adult children, go on and show that same kind of respect to other people. If there's a need, mm. you know, if someone else has, um, you know, they need space or whatever that looks like, like they can implement that towards other people. Um, and it's been really powerful to see them carry on really the traits that they've seen played out in our home. So. I love that. Uh, I really pick. I just could picture you guys in the morning connecting mm -hmm. with each child one on one. I mean, that requires just uh, letting go of your agenda, doesn't it? Absolutely, right? <laughs> it does yes, because like you said, Lisa, like the, the someone comes to the door, the phone rings, and just to set it all aside, you know, because I love because that's what God does to us. Yeah. Right at any moment, I'm like, God help, and he's not like, um, excuse me, is the wrong time? Right, come back in an hour. Right, <laughs> so yeah, to try to you know carry that on to you know how we treat our kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so I don't imagine you making like a four course breakfast in the morning <laughs> and like you know like, hey kid, you can't sit on my lap this morning because <laughs> right. I'm making this fancy elaborate breakfast or something. Right. Just keeping yeah. things simple. Keep you everything be, simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely the key to big families and lots of kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, just motherhood in general, right? I think mm -hmm. we can so easily complicate everything and mm -hmm. make it. I know for me, I always see like big picture and big vision where, you know, I've just been reminded like what's right before me? What's the next step and the next thing that I need to do? Yeah. Um, and to focus on that and to just yeah. trust that everything else will kind of hopefully fall into line. Right, <laughs> yes. right. Because your kids aren't going to remember what you made them for breakfast, yes. but they're going to remember that. Mm. On I got to sit on my mom's lap oh. in the morning, you know, oh, and be loved connection. on. Right, yes. the connection and the respect that you mentioned. Mm. Oh, I, I love this because it just um, – you know, when Michelle and I first started talking about, like, including adoption, because adoption is a big part of both of our lives, and it's November Adoption Month, how to fit it with our theme of simple steps and everything. Mm -hmm. And this is just fitting so beautifully because mm -hmm. it's so just full of grace, simplicity, um, like, down to what's important, you know, just getting to yeah. the root of, like, this is what this is what really matters. And it feels like to me that that's what's happening in your home mm -hmm. is absolutely. what really matters. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I'm reminded constantly that even just the other day, someone was trying to call and, you know, it was like my child had a need and I just keep telling myself, okay, people, right. People over their priority over mm. all these other things that are thrown at us that are demanding yeah. our attention. And it, sometimes it's easier said than done. Right. Um, but yeah, right. that's what's lasting, right. Our relationships people. with one another. People over priority, people, yeah, I love that. I love that so much. So, um, yeah, I just think this has been such a, a beautiful time with mm -hmm. you, Jen. Just hearing, I feel like I get a real picture of your home. I've been in your home, yeah. but, like, just hearing <laughs> what it's like for your kids and for you. And I know it's not perfect. You're not painting this picture, okay, this um, Pinterest, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pinterest perfect morning or whatever, <laughs> right? But it's yes. connection. I really heard that connection and respect coming through. So yeah, is there absolutely. anything else that you, I, I know you um, speak to groups of um, families and things that foster and everything. Is there anything else that you feel like would be 
it's important to share? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, just I think to make whoever's before you the priority and mm. just to um, not take for granted the small moments um, going after big things that the world promises because those small moments are what are lasting yeah, and yeah. most valuable. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, I think Michelle is going to tie in some of our um, some steps that we can put into our day-to-day life. Well, this has been so good, you guys. Um, I'm thinking, like, there's so many takeaways from this. I, what I'm first thinking when it comes to the habits is life is not perfect, which you guys kind of alluded to. It's, it's pretty messy most of the time. Yeah. And so what you brought to us today, Jen, was these really great quotes. And I'm just going to say a couple of them. One, you said, habits are formed out of desperation that meet an immediate, an, an immediate need, <laughs> like your need for strength. So yeah, the habit had to be formed out of desperation. I think we forget how many habits are really formed that way. And I loved also how you said to own every moment that he gives you, that God gives Mm -hmm. you, just own it. Um, So I'm going to, I chose kind of three takeaways that I'm just going to put out there for, I I don't know if they're simple steps as much as they are maybe mottos to live your life by, Mm -hmm. particularly if you're a mom with a, and you've got a lot of kids at home and your life is crazy. So here's the three I picked out from what you guys said. They'll be surprised by these two. They don't know what I'm going to (laughs) say. The first one would be hour by hour planning. The second one, moment by moment dependency. And the third is keep it simple. Just go to your next step. (laughs) So those are the three. We'll put them on social media as well. I would love to. Hour by hour planning. Second, moment by moment dependency. And the third is keep it simple. Look at your next step. And this is, remember, for our lives are messy. So this is a great way to kind of, those mottos that just can bring it down to what's really important. And I love that people are what's really important in kids. Mm. Also just love that creating the safe space that you mentioned for kids. So beautiful. So I'm so grateful, Jen, that I got to meet you, first of all. Oh, thank you, <laughs> I'm grateful for the work that you do for mm-hmm. the orphans of the world and your heart for them. It just blesses me so much. And so thank you for taking the time to oh, be thank with you. us. It was so good to be here. Yeah. And Lisa for interviewing. So friends, thanks so much for listening and be sure to go back and listen to the other episodes on um, adoption and also look in the show notes because there's going to be a whole bunch of information that Jen has already produced that's out there in the world that will help you know how to support foster families, how to maybe get involved yourself. So thanks for listening, friends. We are so glad you joined us today, and we hope we've inspired you to take that one simple step for the whole you. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, would you help us spread the word by passing it on to your friends and family, and also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram, and those links are in the show notes. And as always, consult your healthcare provider before implementing any major exercise or diet changes. We hope to see you next week. Bye.